Welcome to the MMA show, May 2020. Yep. Good morning, good afternoon. That is not good our evening. name. No name What'd MMA you show. Oh, I heard MMA show. No, no name MMA show. I thought you said. No, we're keeping this in. <laughs> Just right. in case. Because okay. if I fucked up, I want to see. And then everybody can really kill me. Okay. Um, as always, my name is Annie Romero, joined by Nina Hager and Juan Chavez. Um we have a lot to talk about since we had three events in eight days. Um let's see the greatest certainly ever. some fighters have been having a better quarantine than others. Um go ahead and take it away, babe. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that we wanted to recap on was that amazing performance from Justin Gaethje against Tony Ferguson. Um, with knowing that Justin now will face Khabib, who do you think the next opponent for Al Kuki will be? Al Kukui. Al Kukui. Boogeyman. Kukui. Oh, got you. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. Okay, <clears throat> the boogeyman. <laughs> In Spanish. In Spanish. Um, I think it's Dustin Poirier. I mean, it doesn't. Nothing else makes sense, really. Can I ask who the boogeyman is? Oh, Ferguson. Yeah. Yay. Oh, duh. Okay, Yay. I knew that. I knew that. Some of our listeners maybe didn't know. So That's fair. we got to, you know, fair. I'm here for you all. <laughs> yes, um, that was for them. Uh, a lot of people saying Tony Ferguson and Conor McGregor makes sense. It makes sense, but I don't think Conor's going to want to go in against a top five opponent. That puts him right there with the championship. What would you rather see, a top five opponent or him and Nate Diaz 3? Uh, top five opponent. I I do not care for an APS three. I am one of the fans who do not care about the <laughs> APS three. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, let me explain. But okay, so that I I understand where you're coming from, just because it it doesn't move him. It doesn't move the division. It doesn't move Conor McGregor. It doesn't move Nate Diaz because Nate Diaz doesn't fight uh often enough for it to do anything for him. Conor McGregor is not pushing him any forward as far as his career. And um, uh, the division is not doing anything to up it or down it. Because if Nate Diaz comes and fight this, he's not going to fight another fight for a couple of years. And then if Conor McGregor fights him, Conor McGregor is already established as a great champion, as a great champion and is a mix in the champion. So he has nothing to prove by beating Nate Diaz. The only thing that I perceive this being a problem and what it does move is money big bags of money <laughs> i feel like nate diaz versus connor three out of any fight makes more money than connor against ferguson i might get and why and why take a and why take a fight where you could possibly get mauled because tony on the ground against connor he's gonna submit him so quick where Nate, you know, he's Nate gone. Diaz, who has already submitted him. Go ahead. And Connor, who pummeled him in the second fight. All right, but 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 trilogy. but you're but you're uh, but you're, um, and it's a softer opponent. Your argument. You think Nate Diaz is softer than uh than Tony? Than Tony? Yeah. I think I think he's able to get cut more, but I don't think he's softer. Does that make sense? Well, no, I'm not saying like he's a plushy toy. I mean, <laughs> Nate is a beast, but the the chances of that fight getting stopped or Nate just running out of gas, I feel are a lot better than Tony. Tony's not going to run out of gas and Tony's not going to get stopped. So 
like for me, for matchup wise, I give you that. Matchup wise, I'll give you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So matchup wise, for Connor, you can make an argument that he could possibly get a win over Nate, where it would be tougher against Tony, and also he's gonna make more money from Nate versus Tony. Would um Ferguson and Diaz ever fight? That would be an interesting fight since they're both so good with cardio. That would be a good fight. I don't think Nate would ever take it. I, I don't see Nate taking it either. Yeah. I think he's done with making 155. Okay. Maybe. I think he's done trying to chase anything. I think yeah. at this point he's going to get in a fight if he's like running short on money or something, but that's about it. Now, bringing money up to this, Conor McGregor, he doesn't need to take that Nate Diaz fight. He doesn't need to take any fight, that being said. But he definitely doesn't need to take that Nate Diaz fight for money, where he could possibly lose because he's already lost to him. Nate Diaz, he, he's I don't know what he's doing with his money, but it looks like he's being smart with it because he hasn't. It doesn't seem like he's had any problems. But that's what I'm saying, though. If that's the argument, Connor didn't need to fight Khabib. Connor hasn't needed a fight since the Floyd Mayweather fight. No, but comp- uh, but uh, McGregor was fighting Khabib for the championship, not for the money. Okay, did he fight Cowboy for the championship? He was he's fighting Cowboy for the championship to get on the road back to it because he hasn't won a match since. But yeah, then. but that implies yeah. that he's gonna fight multiple times to get back to the road. So if he doesn't need money, then why? Well, no, he's already he's there. He beat Cowboy, so yeah. he's in the mix. So yeah, but he needs to fight one more time. So if if it were me, if you threw me Nate, which I've won against, versus you threw me Tony, which I haven't. And Tony is a top tier contender versus Nate, who I beat. I'm gonna get more money with Nate. I'm gonna take the Nate fight. It's more money. It's a safer bet. It gets me in the championship talks after the win. If I win, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast. Money might not be an issue if th- this was the card: Justin Gaethje and Khabib main event, mm. co-main event, Tony Ferguson and uh, Conor McGregor. I mean, that would, in in the perfect world, I would That would, I would break want... my heart if Ferguson <laughs> and Khabib were on the same card and not actually <laughs> able to fight each other. Yeah. How yeah. fucked up would yeah. that be? Oh, would be horrible. But, like, yeah, that will happen before they fight each other. Yeah, 100%. Like, that is probably more likely. If Dana White does that, what he needs to just go ahead and do is make a main, main event and yes. after that, <laughs> Ferguson and uh, like, like, right <laughs> yeah, a yeah, post-show, yeah. like <laughs> they're still here, cool, bring them up <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Right now, they right just here, fight let's to do the it. Death. I great. think at that point, that's the, I, I just, somebody needs to die. We are gonna <laughs> fight to the death and that, and then, there, that's it. Yeah, that's, we need to see them in the UFC's streets. Done. USC's done, yes. but it's well worth it. I think <laughs> that'd be that great point, too. Yeah, yeah what yeah, a yeah. perfect finale to quite the organization. On Fight Island, it's actually Mortal Kombat. Oh Man, that just got us so excited. One it's not fight even gonna happen. to rule yeah. them all. <laughs> oh my god. Good shit. So good yeah, shit. I, like I, I understand your perspective. I think for uh, competition wise, it would make more sense for Tony. I think for Connor. He just makes more money and it's a safer bet. That's why he takes the Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I've been wanting to see Connor and Ferguson. I think that was like one of those calls I made forever ago saying I'd like to see that fight. Mm-hmm. Part of it too is that I think I suggested that like just after one of the first times I saw Tony fight and mm-hmm. I was so excited to see him mm-hmm. after like I learned about him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the world. 
outside of like a regular USC fan needs to see the marvel of Tony Ferguson. Yeah. And a Connor fight brings in, you know, uh, like yeah, the most amount of casuals. So, most yeah. casual fans. Mm. So I would like it just so that everyone can have that new love in their life for the boogeyman. <laughs> Get that exposure. Yes. Tony gets that glow up I off of I want him Connor. to be loved like he should be. That is true. And I mean, just to just to put him in perspective, Tony hadn't lost in eight years in oh. the fiercest oh. division in the UFC. I mean, there has been nothing but sheer top-level talent in that division. And that was his no 13th fight, correct? That was sad to see yeah. him lose. So but... he was on a 12-fight winning streak for eight years, and then... Just this past weekend, thirteenth fight. I mean, but you can only you can only. I liked how his only do it so much attitude afterward, which is like, yeah, I mean, it happens. Ah, uh, he had his moment, but sure. He, but I guess that's understandable. I mean, too. yeah, like yeah. he he lost, and yeah. obviously, like you have the lead up that you know you've been the champion this entire time, and he's been Champ- and Khabib's only. been ducking you, and then after that, you know, you're obviously gonna be frustrated. I yeah. have no. Like I completely understood it, and Justin was like, "Hey, you you get nothing, you gain nothing from being." I'm glad. I'm glad Justin took it well. He took it well. Yeah, but yeah, Justin was just like, "Hey, you know what? Like, that's fine." And then afterwards, Tony posted about it. He's like, "Hey, nothing but respect. I did lose." Yeah. For those who don't know what we're talking about, Tony Ferguson kind of had an outlash at Justin Gagey after Justin Gagey won and tried to just you know be good sportsmanship. Yeah, Ferguson kind of. Yeah, it kind of threw his hand away and stuff. Which I mean, I think that's to be expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we saw a lot of that happen in yeah. the last couple of fights. But, <clears throat> but like, man, oh man! Once that moment is gone and you have a second to like regain your cool, like yeah. that kind of shows more of your true colors. I yeah. feel like then fresh out of. Yeah, and I never thought that Tony was gonna take it and be like just bitching about it. Yeah, and he like. You know, it was true. He's he, never he, been a type. Yeah, as soon as he took the loss, he was just kind of like, whatever. And now he's like dancing out of a wheelchair, <laughs> doing no physical therapy. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this man's going to be hurting when he's old. This man's going to be hurting. Yeah, if, when he gets old, he's. <laughs> Whenever that might happen. Yeah. I feel like he may never get old. That's fair. He's going to turn into Gandhi. Boogeyman. Yeah. Yep. Um, as far as the rest of the card was concerned, Henry Cejudo saying that he is retiring and him mentioning that there should be a Bantamweight tournament. Who do you think fights in the tournament? And do you think that his retirement will stay in place? Um, okay, so that being said that he want, he suggests a tournament. Yeah. Dana White already said, or... Maybe it wasn't Dana White. Another fighter pretty much, like, he's out of the division. If he's retiring, he's done. Anything he says, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, I think you're right. A favorite so, during the, like, after fight thing or whatever, um, he had mentioned that, you know, obviously if Henry's out of the mix, he doesn't have to dictate anything. Shut that down real fast. Yeah, and also Dana White said that next person up is Aljamain Sterling. Um, I believe it'll be against Piotr Yang. Um, if it was a tournament, though, that'd be cool if it was, like, Aljamain Sterling against Piotr Yang and then Marlon Marias against Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo yeah. too, because that was, I think, Jose won. Marlon got the nod, so that would be perfect to kind of do it. 
Um, that kind of leaves Corey Sanhagen still out in the stands at number five, but he should get a pretty Four. decent fight against Frankie Edgar, who's moving down. And then Dominic Cruz is healing up, so he would be wanting to fight again. No one else in that division has really been active. I don't remember the last time Cody fought. fought. I don't remember last Well, Cody, uh, he was supposed to fight Frankie, and Frankie, the month before the fight against uh, Sanhagen, fought Korean Zombie. And Korean Zombie... and then he knocked him out. Knocked him the fuck out. So that's where Corey Sanhagen was like, okay, so now I have no dancing partner for the next six months, and now it's... Almost. I don't know who months. Rob Font is, but. Well, yeah, but most of them, they're not going to take it. it. It's just so deep now that yeah. in order to get up there, you kind of have to let the other fights play out. The only four people that really make sense are the four people that were listed. Uh, but I was, whenever I looked at this and saw that we were uh, going to be talking about this, um, I kind of, as much as I love Jose Aldo and like how great I talk about him, I I don't know if he should be in this mix anymore just because he did. I personally think he did win that fight, um, but with the way that Piotr Yang has been looking um, and the way Sterling has been looking, I think them two should just go ahead, battle it out, that be the contender, contender, and then. Um, I guess go from there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Marlon and Jose Aldo should really be in there anymore. I have a technical question. Yes. So because Dominic Cruz lost against Henry Cejudo, so in the UFC, if you've lost, do you have to wait a certain amount of time before you're considered for another fight? You have to be medically cleared. Well, you I have think. to be medically cleared. Okay. So you sometimes after a fight, you do get uh like uh. Uh, I forgot what it's called, the technical term, but the doctors kind of give you a sanction of like, hey, you can't be back in six months. You can't mm. be back in in six weeks. You have to wait this certain period of time, and then we can look at you to see if you're physically fit to fight. But the winners don't have to get medically cleared? No, they still do. Oh, okay. So everybody has like a medical like okay. leave. Yeah. Like Angela Hill, who we'll talk about later on, Yeah. Um, she would have to have a medical leave and be like... Yeah, you can fight in two weeks or whatever. Gotcha. But it all kind of depends. So then if Dominic Cruz was passed and, like, did his medical leave, would he be considered on here, you think? Uh, well, he just lost to the champion. So technically that's an L. So I don't think you would put him back up in a championship position. He just had his chance. I see. So uh... that's where you would have to kind of let it. But he wouldn't be far from it. Yeah, he wouldn't be far. He would okay. be probably in the top five. I mean, so uh, so if there was yeah. that four man tournament, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. would probably happen would be the person who ultimately just lost the whole tournament mm-hmm. would probably go up against Dominic Cruz. Yeah, and, and then Dominic Cruz would kind fight, of fight, but not a championship yeah. fight. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, okay. he would have to just earn his way back in one or two fights. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Just to clarify, I was on the past episodes, I did say that Jose Aldo should get the championship. The reason why I'm changing now is because I I was okay with Henry Cejudo being like, I like that legend. I want to fight him. Mm. So whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that's why I'm kind of switching my positions now Got because it. Henry Cejudo, he's not there no more. If I wanted to fight a legend because I looked up to him, 
I, I could see where Henry is coming from. Yeah. But now he's not there, so. How long do we think Henry's going to stay in retirement? Until he gets at least 500, over $500,000 for a fight. I, I think he'll take some time off and then he'll come back kind of like GSP and be like just very picky about who he wants to fight. Yeah, I think he'll um he'll let it play out just because it is so convoluted. And I think he might gain some weight. And it's also, I think, the best course of action for the division, just to kind of let it play out, see what happens. And his name's already up there. So if he was just like, all right, like you guys have been boring me with your bullshit. Let me go and ho- go and show you who's daddy right quick. Especially with his cringe, just, he would get yeah, he just, a bunch of attention. Yeah, he just blows it all up. And I think that would be the best course of action. He gets more exposure. He gets more money. He, you know, shows that he is actually the GOAT no matter who it is. So it's kind of the perfect situation for him. But, okay, so if that was the case, if that's the case, he's going to weigh it out and see what happens. What Do you think he would come back at Bantam or Flyweight? Or do you think he would be... Um... I think I think he's honestly done with Flyweight. Okay. He's, he, that's the main gripe besides him not getting paid enough is him making weight cuts. Like, mm-hmm. he hates making weight. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, uh, you know. I would like to see him versus Alexander. I would, I would like to see that a lot. That would have been dope. Yep. But with that, you know what's it called when he was trying to negotiate by him saying i'm retiring dana white's not gonna ever do him a favor hmm. so dana white does not yeah, dana him. white looked at him he did not care he was <laughs> he was like i was mean sterling the other again jose aldo marlon marais and that's kind of the thing that's <clears throat> like where the ufc is kind of moving to now it's like they so much they depended on um like they didn't have enough people on the roster right now if the women's champion, if Amanda Nunes was probably like, I'm done, he'd probably be kind of worried trying to stumble everything together because, like, the women's division is not as stacked as the men's mm-hmm. division. So he wouldn't, he doesn't in have as much to play. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Featherweight, he doesn't have he, as he much to play. Issue. I think he would just end up, like, losing all those fighters and saying, fuck it. Um, but, but because yeah. he's getting so many people, like, yeah, he, he's like, that, I mean, that that's, that's the UFC's game plan all along. It's just being the biggest name for everybody mm-hmm. and this is where you'll get the most exposure so it kind of shuts down all the fighters negotiating at all just like before um we had somebody that we were talking to um i only know her by her instagram name i'm sorry if i get this wrong i think it's sherry baby nine or something but she had said that previously there was um a fighter they try to make an association in order oh to, yeah 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 and yeah. that's where know it got shut down because the ufc is just like well screw you guys we'll just move on and then most it of those was big fighters names were gone. too it was yeah. big name fighters so yeah that's where the ufc i think if the fighters unionized they would they it would be better i don't see but it would better. have to be like every single fight every single there could fighter. not be one fighter like no doubt so so yeah it would have to be every single fighter not just 10 big names because that's what it was last time and it didn't even do but it. see the problem with that is those lower guys aren't getting paid what those top guys are getting paid. Well, no, so, that's where negotiating would be like, yeah, just pay us this amount at the base level. Because, I mean... Um, no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is that, like, those guys are still... Because they're hungry, they're looking at that, whatever, $300,000, $200,000. They're looking at it being like, 
I don't have that right now, but if I fight their fights, I can get that. It's worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It, so it'd be really hard to get everybody to unionize because a lot of them would be okay with just getting yeah. $300,000 and then bam, that's it. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. You know what I'm looking forward to? is So he was saying that he's ready to go and start a family. I'd <laughs> like to see a baby Henry Cejudo come that's out of this. Head. And I was just, like, picturing it, like, what would a baby Henry Santa look like? And you know how, like, Cowboy has danger, and he's in his boots, and he's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. all... Oh, Deck to the nine, like a baby Henry Cejudo carrying that, around two little belts on his shoulder. But he would probably look like I think in he would Zoolander dress- when he oh. at the very end has that little baby, like a little <laughs> baby Henry Cejudo with Zoolander hair. I think uh, he would dress him up in like a crown and like red cape, like a, like a little king. Him. So funny. I look forward to that. So come back, Henry Cejudo, and bring you. Henry, babes. come on the show. Tell us what your plans are, please. <laughs> uh, moving on. So on Wednesday's card, we saw how badly Anthony Smith was beaten against Glover to Sherry. Um, Smith saying too that he has a rule that if you coach him, you are not allowed to throw in the towel for him during a fight. And that the apology that Jason Herzog made on Twitter, he does not accept. Um, what do you make of these comments that he made while speaking to Ariel Hawani? And what do you think is next for Glover? I think they're stupid. I think I think that this is the main issue with MMA. I think um, the whole I, I'm the toughest dude mm-hmm. just because I get battered yeah is idiotic yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like you're not training hard enough bro if you don't if you don't feel pain you don't, you're not doing it right it's like no that's stupid that's dumb that, that that's the way uh that's not making you yeah that's the way like competitor. uh uh football in some player ways maybe, in but... high school things like pain, pain. yeah it's like no like you had no shot of winning that fight oh my god why would you not save yourself Possibly years of like just memory loss. Like, have you not seen what Muhammad Ali looked like? Did, have you not seen what fighters look like after they take punishment? They they're quivering. They're shaking in in like their own dementia. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you be like? I would prefer to get dementia than for them to stop the fight. Like that. That's that's the way I see the argument. It's like, why would I make them take? care of me versus letting them just let myself get demolished this was the first fight i've ever watched where i was like how can everybody let this keep happening like i honestly stepped away for a second it was so tough to watch and that's when you said like his team should be throwing in the corner uh his corner should be throwing in the towel and I was like, oh, yeah, that's an option. That's a thing. But it yeah. was the first time ever I was like, how is this still happening? Um, so I see the argument. I hear it. And I agree with it. I am not saying I'm uh, 100% against them throwing in the towel. But what I am saying is I understand the amount of work that he um, – I understand the amount of work that he put into the camp. And I understand the amount of heart that he that he puts into his work, and just having, just like 
our work ethic with our jobs is making sure everything is done right, make sure everything is to the T perfect until till we leave. Um, they have that same work ethic just with fights. So like they want, should the team have thrown in the towel? 100%. But can I be mad at Anthony Smith for saying, for saying that? And can I disagree with him wholeheartedly? I cannot be because if I was at his position working as hard as I'm working, I want, I didn't, the way he said it, I don't want that being taken away from me. I don't want that chance being taken away from me. I completely understand that. I do not want that taken away from me. Let me. And I understand that part of the argument. I, I understand giving the fighter the benefit of the doubt. I just feel like you were given the benefit of the doubt with that first 10-8 round. And then when you got me another 10-8 round, that was your benefit. That was it. That was your opportunity. At that point, you have shown me that you can no longer win, that you're taking nothing but punishment, and not giving you all the opportunities. You did your work, you did your best, and your best was unfortunately not enough this time. So I just think the narrative around fighters about being the tough... Homie, you're in a cage, half-ass naked, with maybe like... 10 ounces worth of anything on you in terms of your cup, your boxers, and your gloves. To tell me that you're not one of the top 10% or 1% of human beings that are the toughest in the world, you've accomplished that. You don't need to prove anything to anybody by saying, yeah, I'd rather get Is it about proving a point to other people or more so themselves? More, more so. What point are you proving to me in that in that final round? What point did it? It's this disappointment of knowing, like, yo, I wasn't dead. I could have, I could have done something else. I feel like then that would make me train harder. That would make me be a better fighter in my next fight too. Like, one hundred percent. Don't leave it. Like, same thing where people say, like, don't leave it to the judges for decision. Like, don't let yourself be pummeled to the point. Where, where you can't fight there's again. no yeah. hope nobody can like ethically let me continue like at that point that's just like human decency you know like i get it that's your job your boss the fighter has told you if you throw in the towel you're done you're fired i think i could live with that more than just watching someone's life and it's also being taken from and, and them. it could be for me it's it's seen as people can look at it and be like, that's the honorable way to do it. I think that's selfish. You're depriving your loved ones of like life that you're losing. Like there's no way that didn't knock out at least a couple of years off his life. Or even like your coaches and your teams, like you're their fighter, you're their moneymaker. If they let you be destroyed beyond repair that's them out of a job now, yeah. too. So you're, well, you lost this fight. They're out of a job either way just because of the way Anthony Smith's mindset is. Yeah, exactly. So, that's so, where if I was a coach and a fighter was like, you're never allowed to throw the towel in on me, I'd be like, well, I'm never going to coach you. That's mm-hmm. stupid. That, yeah. that There's a reason why that is there. And to kind of like recap in his discussion with Ariel Helani, for everyone that's listening, if you didn't see that interview... Anthony Smith made it very clear in like a passionate way that you cannot throw the towel in. If you are with me, working for me on my team, you will no longer ever work with me. You can walk and get yourself home. Um, And he said that job 
is left to the doctors in the arena and the uh, referee. So to his point, there are people that are professionally there. That is their whole entire purpose is to also be looking out for your well-being there. And I think if you look at the toughest fighters in the UFC, I think we can all agree that Nate Diaz is probably up there. Yeah. So when Nick throws in the towel for Nate, that goes to show you that it's because of your well-being in the long run. Like, if you don't have an option to win, why submit yourself to more punishment? There's no upside to that. I just don't see a benefit to you letting it go to the fifth. Uh, There is none. There is no upside to going to the fifth. And I feel like, like with that too, if you're, if the ref and if the doctors aren't calling it, your team is the next person who's responsible for that. So I get what you're saying too, Juan, about like that. It's a work ethic. And I think that's why I'm, that's why I'm, I think I could not be in, I could not be in a cage fighting other people like that. So I'm not going to say that I am. But if I was, I would like to think that I would have the same mindset that I have right now with my work because I believe yeah. I have very good work ethic. So just putting that into fighting and thinking, I think should a call have been made about Anthony Smith getting thrown in or the fight getting yeah, called earlier? Yeah, it could have been, but I'm not mad that I'm not mad at the ref or the coaches for not doing it. I'm not mad at Jason Herzog. I think that in hindsight, we can be like, yeah, he took a little bit more punishment. But, you know, in pre-fight like discussions, because they have a pre-fight meeting with the judge, like saying like, hey, mm-hmm. if you're in this position, I'm going to be asking you, hey, are you still there? Hey, are you active? I need you to do this. I need you. And he was doing all that. And Anthony Smith was reacting. He was pulling him closer. Yeah, he was still taking punishment. Handing him his teeth. Handing him his teeth. (laughs) He was still showing that he was active, though. So I can't really be like Jason Herzog did a terrible job. Right. I just think he took more punishment than he needed to. I think my gripe is more with the corner. But also, if Anthony Smith's like, hey, if you throw in the towel, you're fired, then they don't have an option but to do that because that's what his wishes were. And like you're saying with work ethic, like it's the work ethic of his corner to not be bullied by the fighter. It's that's something fair. like yeah, that. That's fair. Like don't threaten my job by doing my that, job. Uh, yeah. You know? I, yeah, that's I the part that doesn't sit as easy with me, I think. That, that's fair. That's that's fair. Um since we're on the subject for um um the ref getting calling fights and stuff like that. Um I lost it. We're going to, have to cut this out. <laughs> We're going to, have to cut this. It was about Dominic. We're Cruz. not going to get it. It was oh, about oh, Dominic oh, Cruz. Oh, and that was Jason Herzog Keith, too. Keith, Peterson. Right? Yeah, no, 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 that, no, that was Keith, Keith Peterson. Yeah. That's right. What about him? Um, the same. Keith Peterson, still come on the show, please. Please. You don't have any social media because you're no you. nonsense. Mm-hmm. I'll mail. I'll mail you a letter. Mm-hmm. United States Postal Service. They're going out of business. We can get them some. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where I was going with it. I lost it. I lost it. It'll come back to me later. We'll we'll bring it up. All right. We'll move on. Well, fun, you think, on yeah. that. Um, in other headlines, UFC Florida was the return of Walt Harris, where he was defeated by Alistair Overeem. What do you see next for both of these gentlemen 
in the ever more so murky waters of the heavyweight division. Um, that was a good freaking fight too. That was a good fight. Um, hey, what about uh, Alistair Overeem's chin, Juan? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. What about his chin? All right. So I've been talking a lot of smack about Overeem. <laughs> I have been talking a lot of smack about Overeem. And his chin. What I will say is never once did I take away his credit of what he's done for the sport, but I will stick and stand by what I said. Overeem should be done with the sport now because of how how his chin is. He did get rocked. He did come back, but homeboy got rocked. They're heavyweights. You're going to get rocked. <laughs> you're going to get rocked. That's. I still boys think don't play. You're right. He won the fight. I can't take anything away from him. I still think his chin is done and he shouldn't be fighting. My, right. Well, what he did say was that he only has a couple fights left in him. He That's has it. four more fights. Yep. Um, so that would make him. His career after he is done with this current contract, he would be at 96 professional fights. Holy moly. Um, I'd go four more for an even hundred. Honestly. But I'm just OCD like that. Honestly. He said, um, speaking with Ariel again, that, like, you know, who knows if he wins the next four, if he'll sign another contract to complete the hundred professional fights. But more likely than not, at that at this point he would be at 25 years of his professional career which is insane because he's only 40 yeah um that he would probably like this would be the end just because i mean heavyweights just to be a heavyweight in MMA and to last that long do you think he passes away early i don't know man he's a physical specimen though like he is a f- physical freak yeah so him and Joel Romero yeah i don't those are the only two where I don't see them, like, dying early. I feel like the weaker the chin, like, the more likely you're not going to want to get hit as much, too. So oh, yeah, 100%. percent be a little healthier yeah. on the end. Do you think he's aware of that? Do you think he looks at himself and be like, dang, my chin isn't what it used to be? Well, uh, see, what I'm seeing are the knockouts, and I'm seeing hammers being thrown. You're seeing better technical throws? Not technical, just power. I mean, just look at the Francis Ngannou uppercut. <laughs> that uppercut was... Anybody who goes up against that's, Francis Ngannou. That's the most devastating Big punch man. you can throw for somebody who's getting lured into it. And also, the person behind it is mm-hmm. one of the scariest punchers ever in the UFC besides Anthony Rumble Johnson. So to add those two together and get hit by it, nobody in the UFC could take that punch. Anybody in that UFC would get knocked out. So that's where I don't see a weak chin. I just see the perfect punch. The Rosenstrike punch. I don't see a weak chin. I just see a perfect punch. And also he wasn't knocked out by it. He was still lucid. Yeah, he was rocked, but he was still lucid. So I don't see him having a weak chin. I just see him getting hit by the perfect things. Mm. I need to see Overeem's record. Uh, Who's he's fought at least because I can't think of anybody. Brock Lesnar. Destroyed him. I feel like that fight with Harris, too, was just such a beautiful display of sportsmanship. Like, when they went to top gloves before they started fighting, Overeem went and gave him, like, a hug. And that mm-hmm. was such a big emotional pull of a fight. We all were rooting for Harris. Yeah. Um, And, like, wanted to see him 
succeed, but I feel like if Overeem did not give it his all, he would have been sort of just jipping Harris, you know, yeah. like to truly pay him <clears throat> respect, he really gave it a true yeah. fight and just like the compassion and love that he gave him after was such a nice display. And then after when he was being interviewed, Overeem was not getting into like the personal stuff, but just about the actual fight itself. Mm -hmm. So I felt like that was just so like, I was okay kind of after seeing Harris be beat by how just mannerisms went out throughout the whole. Yeah. I think that was the best thing we could have hoped for. Um, and it almost made it look like Alistair was kind of being seen as the villain. Yeah. Just because he Who was fighting to against... fight Walt Harris yeah. after what he's been through? But I, I think they just both did the best they could under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. I still think the UFC could have handled Walt Harris better. Yeah, I think they could have just maybe not been so exploitive yeah. concerning... I don't know. It just felt a little too, too much. Too it was much. too much. But I, I don't know. Props to Walt Harris for showing up. Absolutely. And props to Alistair Overeem for giving it his all. So I just looked at Overeem's record. And I think the reason why um, I think he has such a, a weak chin is because <laughs> since I've started watching him fight, he's had six fights. He's lost three of those mm-hmm. and has won three. So I'm kind of at a, like a border with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he does definitely have more wins and losses, but the last win that he got before Francis Ngannou was Fabrizio Verdun. There you um, go. So there's, it's been a while. Um, and that was a, 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 yeah. a physically fit Fabrizio Verdun, not 2020 Fabrizio. <laughs> All right, Fabrizio, <laughs> if you're listening to this, man, do something. <laughs> Come on the show. We know you speak Spanish, so. Hey, what's up? Como se dice? Get fit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry for Rizio. You're looking like me and you were like not looking like me for a second there. So I, I don't know what's happening. It's okay. He doesn't know what you're saying. So no, he can get no harm, no foul. All right. Speaking of Ninganu, um, both Francis Ninganu and John Jones have been verbally sparring against each other. And have been really verbally agreed to a fight, um, which means nothing. <laughs> Do you think this fight will ever happen? Sure. I mean, uh, John Jones does a lot of stuff where he's like, he talks shit on Twitter. He uh, pokes at people on Instagram and nothing ever comes of it. Yeah. I just think that it, it would work. For me to put his name in there, mm-hmm. and it would be a top contendership. So if he won against Francis, he would be the next one up for a championship, and DC would be no longer in the picture. So it would be perfect. Um, or DC would stay in the picture just to fight John Jones at heavyweight, which would be interesting. I just don't know if that it will. I just don't know if the bag will reflect the amount of risk that John Jones would be going into. Just because at this point, Francis has nothing to lose. John Jones has everything to lose. Yeah. Especially going into a new division. Because if he gets knocked out, that would be his first knockout loss. He would probably not fight in heavyweight anymore. Go back to light heavyweight. Everybody would talk shit on John Jones more so than they would now. 
because at least he has the wins to be talking it. So if you take that away, then it's just the dude that talks shit. So will it happen? Maybe. Will it happen soon? Probably not. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, I think John Jones is in a position just like Conor McGregor is in. You can kind of call shots. You can kind of be like, yo. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that being said, he can't force Stipe to fight him. But I think if he goes to the heavyweight division, why is he going to risk anything but the championship? Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. he goes straight for Unless Francis Nugano becomes champion. And if Francis Nugano becomes champion, there's no way that John Jones doesn't fight him. Yeah. But that's going to yeah. be a while from now. though, Because we still have to wait for Stipe versus DC. And then the winner of that... I like how DC said, I don't want to fight that man. <laughs> but also, DC said, like, inside. I'll fight him, too. He was yeah. just like, I don't want to. I, I don't I want to, but uh-huh. I ain't scared. <laughs> yeah. I ain't scared, but I'm scared. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Who would you have winning in a Jones and Ghanu fight? Oh, Jones. Really? Uh, wrestling. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Jones would carry himself at that weight. Yeah. Jones, the thing that he has going for him at 205 is that he's... He's more analytical and he can kind of take the charge because he is a big 205er. At, if he comes in at 240, Francis is still cutting down to 265. That man is probably weighing in 280 going into the octagon. So I honestly don't know. I think. I mean, it, look at the fight with Ben Rothwell and OSP for perspective. OSP went up to heavyweight. And if somebody of that size just hangs on to you, just look at what happened with, um, uh, what's it called? Wilder against Fury. Uh, Fury was just putting his weight on Wilder and Deontay was getting tired throughout the whole thing. That's what's going to happen if he goes to heavyweight and he doesn't do something quick. Francis can just kind of hug him and put his weight on him just for like, forever and just get him tired well if i was john jones my game plan would against nugano would be um uh clinch go ahead and get into a clinch but go for um an inside trip or go for a leg grab but uh, that's easier said than done especially 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 against somebody who weighs possibly 40 pounds more than you Mm -hmm. that's gonna be more just weight and focus and everything else on top of it. So I, I just, but I, I don't but know how it goes because John Jones is so technical. I think that's a game plan to be because well, yeah, what's his face is not technical. So what's going to end up happening if everything comes out perfectly for John Jones yeah. is he catches him in a submission. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if you look at Francis against Stipe, Stipe got out of the center line, went at an angle. Francis came at him. Stipe would stick him. Stipe would stick him. Francis would miss. He would get more tired. Francis is Stipe, not technical. Stipe would I... take him down. But Stipe is, in terms of weight, similar to Francis, where John Jones would be coming in as 100% the lighter fighter. Mm-hmm. So, and then also an additional 40 pounds on somebody that cuts down to 205, that's going to be something that goes into consideration going into a like probably a five-round fight. Mm-hmm. You know, John Jones has made five round fights the entire time, but he's made them at 205. Mm-hmm. Second another 40 pounds on him. It's yeah. going to be a slower Jones. It's going to be yeah. somebody who's not used to the 40 pounds. So I think I think, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think Nugano is definitely in it 100%. I think Nugano could stop the fight at any moment. Yeah. And that's why. 
but if I if I had to pick a fighter over over skills and over a length of time, I would pick John Jones for stamina mm-hmm. and skill. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think if he makes it out of the first two rounds, he he wins mm-hmm. by decision. I just those are going to be a scary two rounds for him. Yeah, because freaking. 265 plus monster at natural weight coming yeah. at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full force. Full. I mean, we can ask Rosenstrike. Rosenstrike, come on the show. Oh Tell can, us what it was can like. Can he talk? <laughs> can he talk right now? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, gosh. You can text messages or some DM us. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My nasty. number is 555. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, rounding up the last of these three fights fight nights that we got to see um last saturday we saw a big disparity in judging with what occurred in the octagon with two different fights um that scored knockdowns the claudia gedalia fight with angela hill and the edson barbosa fight against uh ige dan ige uh going against the people that scored the knockdowns as a newcomer what do you make of the decisions? Oh, well, that was supposed to be directed towards you. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so me and Juan have been watching the UFC, and we've seen plenty of bad decisions go down. Um, since it was going towards you and you're newer to it, seeing so many bad decisions in one card, I think it was like four bad decisions. Yeah, three um, plus four to five. Yeah, so how does that make you feel whenever you watch that go down and and we clearly see like winners not getting the nod it honestly looks like fights are getting fixed truly like first impression i'd be like this is kind of phony baloney somebody's getting paid to make that call is my first impression and i mean we've talked about it and judges are real tough to know what they're going to call or even score. We saw crazy scorecards too. Yeah. So one of my biggest pet peeves with this whole card is there was multiple 10, eight rounds when there shouldn't have been 10, eight rounds, 10, yeah. eight rounds, 10, eight rounds are Nuganu versus Rose, Strike. 10, eight rounds are, um, what was that? Lower to share against yeah. and basement. Can Those you guys are... explain the scorecard or like the scoring? So, um, the scorecard is a 10-9 win system. So, the winner of the round is always going to get a 10. This was adopted by boxing. This is not just straight up. Yeah. It for mixed martial arts. This was adopted from boxing. So, if you win the round, say me and Juan are going against each other. Juan wins. He gets 10. I get 9. At that point, if I perform so badly, I could get scored 9 or less. So if, for example, I do not do anything in advancing, I am getting out grappled, Juan is being more aggressive, he could be getting a 10-8 versus a 10-9 for me. So whenever you see a 10-8, it's very rare because you're essentially exerting power over somebody else and they are unable to do anything in response. Um, I just saw some It would of- be an equivalent of a tiger going against a kitten. That, yeah. would, be, that would be the equivalent yeah. of that. So, um, for me, I, you know, I've seen this multiple times and I'm always bummed about it. I, you know, you're taking somebody's livelihood 
you know, away. You're, you're taking half of the pay away from somebody who earned it. Um, I think it was more evident than ever in the uh, Marlon Vera fight against Song Ya Dong. Yeah, that's the biggest one that stuck out That's where even when they were going up to hear the judges' scorecards, uh, Song was, you know, had his head down. He was was clearly defeated. And we were all like, oh, it better go uh, to Vera. Cheeto better win. Because the judges at this point thought that it could have been. Yeah, because judges were scoring 10 nines to people. Was it not clearly... a unanimous decision as well? Or was it a split decision? Uh, I think it might have been unanimous. I think it was unanimous. And that's where I'm like, insane. 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 Yeah, because at that point, um, Vera was still like, of course it's unanimous because I won every round. Yep. And then Song won. And then Vera's like, what? And that's where I agree. Uh, I think they should adopt a five judge system where you get the judge who scores the lowest amount for one fighter and the highest amount for one fighter, you throw those away. That way the remaining judges have the most even scorecards and that makes it a tighter decision. That makes but, sense. I mean, there so, also needs to be experienced judges there. They can't. Keep yeah. Doing, they I can't feel be- like whatever the course that they're taking, it doesn't emphasize enough about grappling. Um, I mean, just looking at it. So you, you have to look at, um, Joel striking. Romero versus uh, who was it? Um, he took someone down. Was it Joel, Joel Romero? Oh, they, they, Joel, they, were, they yeah. weren't scoring takedowns. Yeah, Joel been. against uh, Ricky Martin. Who is he? No idea. Uh, uh, I forgot who it was. But regardless, Joel Romero was fighting someone. Was getting takedown. Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa. Yeah. Yep. He got a takedown in the second round that wasn't counted. And that's where people were like, if you don't count that, what's the point in doing it? And I think that's why a lot of people, they're like, why exert the energy in wrestling when it might not even get judged correctly? Which might be the reason why Gagey doesn't yeah. do it. Um, who else? Um, Tony doesn't do it, and he's an excellent wrestler. There's other people, but regardless, so, yeah. grappling needs to be more respected in uh, UFC. Yeah. But it was like, <laughs> it was significant hits. It was takedowns. I mean, yeah, no, it was There's... clearly a, a 10-9 every single way that you look at it. I, I find it very disappointing. I think it should be addressed. Uh, Verdict MMA mentioned that, you know, the saying, don't leave it in the judge's hands is kind of an empty thing to say at this it point. It is now. Like, I, I was... I respected that, you know, yeah. until these three fights we just watched. Yeah. Who put their whole heart in it. It, whole was, heart. it just was like, okay, now I'm really just doubting this system altogether. Yeah. And things like Vera said something to Dana and Dana was like, oh, I was on my phone. I wasn't looking at that time. Like, <sighs> you, it, yeah. like, if you pull any weight in that decision... You gotta be paying attention to yeah. every fight because calls were being made throughout the whole last three fights we saw. The for the judging to be as bad 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 as it is and as important as it is, Dana White should have a lot more say over it. There's though. gotta be a lot. Yeah, more. and yeah. I think just leaving it up to the judges should be relooked at because it doesn't always happen when you get a knockout or a submission. Mm-hmm. More often than not, you do go to a decision because these are professionals. And, and yeah, and it should be. Notice, just like everything else in the UFC that gets 
microanalyze like the repping or the coaching or anything else, the commentary. This should be something that should be really, really looked at and re-examined. And, and it's always been an issue, but it has just escalated. Over yeah. the past few cards, especially. I mean, yeah, when, when we were looking at that whole card, it was just decision, decision, decision. That New York thinking. is bad. Yeah. Um, Florida's now bad. Yeah. I don't remember California's commission. California's like the best. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a couple California, other California, Nevada, Arizona. Those are your golden. No, Nevada, Nevada is the one I was thinking, not Arizona. Nevada is the one. But I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I just think at the end of the day, it's going to be one of those things where if something doesn't get done, I can see that being honestly one of the things where fighters are like, why am I going to go in a fight where if it possibly goes the distance, which I'm training to do, to do, yeah, I'm training. It, a fighter doesn't go in training five rounds for a knockout maybe francis because he can just maybe touch you heavyweights yeah yeah but everybody else they're not looking for a knockout. they're looking for a win no matter what mm-hmm. so if you rob them of that i i just feel it's like something that should be acknowledged and should be looked so at by everybody budget. in that situation yeah all right and on that final note um we want to thank everybody that listens in and supports our show thank you um, thank you Please tell your friends, your loved ones, including your deaf grandma, to give us a listen. A listen's a listen. She'll like the show. Yeah, she will. I promise. (laughs) One day we'll add subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) And also to everybody that joins our podcast, a special thanks to Edison Brown for joining us during the IG Live episode where we watched last Wednesday's card. And other announcements, um, we have been doing a tournament where uh, we pick fights out of the card, and the winner of the card um, is going to choose something for the loser. Um, after 10 fights, um, Nina is currently in the lead with three cards uh, going to her picks. What? Um, say yeah. that again? No. You can uh, say you're it. Good, you're good. Anyway. All three fight nights? Uh, okay. Weird. Bad, UFC, bad judges. UFC, bad judges. <laughs> yeah, bad judges first. And also, it's been a while, okay, guys? Whatever. Just cut us some slack. Anyway. I'm um, getting better, too. Um, also, so uh, I am in second place. I haven't won, but I haven't. We tied for one, and I haven't lost another. Juan <laughs> is in last um, with one tie and two losses. I'm a comeback king. That's what I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we're setting this up for every 10 fight cards. Um, please help us decide what the loser should get. Yeah. Um, we don't want to leave it in the hands of Nina, which is what it's looking like. <laughs> uh, some ideas that have been floating around. We get the back tattoo of Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Um, obviously it's not going to be the same size, but you know, I'm It'll down to put there. it on the bottom of my foot or something. It'll be there. Um, but yeah, just anything. A uh, loser has to eat 10 chocolate cakes or something. That'd be cool too. Like in That'd Matilda. That'd be really bad, dude. I like... <laughs> that boy who had to eat that giant chocolate cake. I Remember I that? I cannot. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you know, you could be the one that punishes one of us if you don't like it. So let that be a thing. Um, uh, send us... To uh, Instagram uh, at no.name.mma. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. What's our Twitter again? No name MMA show one. All right. And you can also hit us up on our email. No name MMA show at gmail.com. As always, um, from Juan, Nina, and Andy, um, stay safe and have a good one and talk to you soon. Later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> One. Sink. Sink. I like it. Bye. <laughs>